0: Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to the St. John's podcast. It's been a few weeks. It's been a couple of weeks, and I think I can't remember what the last one was even about. Yeah. Uh Let me see. Number th- oh, a lament. It was when oh, we did okay, lament yeah. podcast yeah.
1: thirty-two. Oh, happy topics. We're now <laughs> know, going on yeah. to another happy topic. Another <laughs> so very closely linked to lament, actually.
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, before we get into all that, podcast number thirty-three means yeah. we're on now thirty-three. Yeah. We are in eighteenth of March ninety-six. I am m- nine days away from being born. You're nine days
1: away from before <laughs> I am. March, July, August, September, October. I'm seven months away from being married. Oh, wow. A good year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, did you say 96? 96. Oh, no, seven months away from going on my first date with Liz. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah. Even okay. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, uh, okay. So,
0: yeah, now 33 Okay, what sort of songs on that? Uh, track one, Too Much Love Will Kill You by Queen, Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis. Okay, so it's all um, in that era. yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, what else do I recognise on here?
1: It's got a bit of Supergrass in there, is there? Uh, it's all going right? out by
0: Supergrass. There it's you go. Four, yeah. Got yeah. nailed it. Very good. Right.
1: That's good. Uh, <laughs> well, that's other sort of bands. was? Uh, what about Paul Weller's band? What's his name? Paul his name?
0: Weller, Out of the Sinking, track 12. There you go.
1: There you go, good. He's all yeah. about that sort of time. Yeah. Uh, is uh, James on there? James. Not you, but not James. Not
0: <laughs> uh, Not that I can see. No, so I
1: blew that one. Uh, any Michael Jackson by that stage? No, Michael Jackson, no. No. Um, Give us yeah, an artist. Yeah. We've got see. a
0: Shaggy, Why You Treat Me So Bad.
1: Okay. Uh, it Wasn't Me, uh, which used yeah. to be a defence in the police. It's <laughs> not <That Is that, laughs> one of the Shaggy songs. It Wasn't Me. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: Oh, status quo and the Beach Boys. Oh my word, what's that? Yeah, fun, fun, fun.
1: Oh, fun! Oh, the so yeah, original yeah, yeah, yeah. Beach Boys. That must have been some. Concert. Must be it, like a cover or yeah, something. Yeah. Well, no, it was, it was both be- of them. Beach yeah, Boys. Yeah. Was did, originally, yeah, yeah, originally fun, fun, fun.
0: Yeah, I like the Beach Boys. I liked because I was into McFly, and my dad was like, "Oh, you'll probably like the Beach, beach Boys," and so he got me a couple of albums. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so I that I like pet Sounds. Yeah, yeah, that's it. There you go.
1: Got that on got vinyl. your knows? Wouldn't it be good? Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> Funny enough, I saw a YouTube video last night of the Red Hot Chili Peppers playing a Beach Boys song.
1: Can't remember okay. what it was. Random. But ah, yeah. good vibrations. I won't sing, <laughs> no, but I'm very tempted to. That'd Fun, be, uh, yeah. be good one, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, one of my favourite Beach Boys songs is actually uh, Sloop John B. There's uh, that's I a classic. I can't remember that one. But it's yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, it's a uh, mm. a cappella.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very yeah, very high voices, aren't they? The yeah, voice yeah. On, so yeah, Brian Wilson, I think. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Is it's he still alive? He is still alive. He he's, still be, like, yeah. he's
1: had real mental health issues mm. and uh, a real talented guy, but really introverted when you yeah, see him yeah. on stage and what have you. Yeah. yeah, no, Beach Boys were before my time, but my mum was yeah. into it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Oh, cool. So, well, today we're going to talk a little bit about fasting. We've come into, yeah. we've come through Sabbath. So, our last podcast was just before we did the yeah. Sabbath spiritual discipline, yeah. and um, yeah, we're coming up to sermon number two, all about fasting this yeah. Sunday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, we just wanted to do a kind of a podcast on it as well, just to sort of tie in. Fasting is one of those things that is can be very much seen as. You know, I, I remember the um, down in Brighton. So when it came up to Lent. Uh, they used to do, at Christmas time, well, sorry, at Christmas time and Advent, they used to do the uh, Advent calendars with beach huts. Oh, and, yeah. And then, so that's really cool, different things. Mm-hmm. And they were thinking this uh, sort of group of collective Christians, what they could do uh, creatively around uh, Brighton for Lent. And they went, oh, we know we we do. We do Stations of the Cross in shops. Okay. And they thought, oh, yeah, great. And they walked up to Chucky Walkie Doodah, yeah. which is, you know that shop? Yeah, yeah. And they walked up and said, oh, we're thinking about doing this. And I went, what, we can't the thing is, you Christians aren't really very good for us at Lent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. And it was like, we'd love to get involved. we will getting involved in Christmas, but actually getting involved in... Yeah. Wow. Uh, and so
0: that that was... Yeah, so it made me laugh. It's like, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you don't really think about it making much of
1: a dent, really, do yeah. you? People's I don't Lent think it Lent did, anything. but I don't think they wanted to advertise sure. it. Sure, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Unless Christians are particular... Well, maybe they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, no, I... You know, Lent's got that sort of... Uh, you're gonna feel bad about yourself, and you're gonna um, um, sort of—I don't know. You can sometimes think of fasting. You do it, and you think, "Oh, I lose weight. That'd be a bonus." Yeah, and yeah, I'd, yeah. and it all fast becomes fast becomes about yourself, mm. and it doesn't actually come about what the purpose of fasting is, and how God uses it throughout yeah. the whole of the Old Testament to the and uh, throughout to the New Testament. And as we said on Sunday, Jesus says in Matthew six. That you, uh, when you give yep. alms, so yep. when everyone says, oh yeah, I don't have to give you, it's like, no, no, it's, it's fairly clear in that. Or when, when you uh, will pray, so mm. it says pray, and the other thing is when you will fast. And so, mm. um, yes, I get we're all in different parts of the journey on that. And uh, it really is, we go on your own journey, but you, sometimes if you say you're only on your own journey, you only go on the steps that you want to do and sometimes God takes you on a different step when you're mm. obedient to him.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, and yeah, I, I totally get about like the Lent thing. It could be quite easy to go and kind of guilt yourself into into giving something up for Lent or it, I think it's I think it's helpful for me in like it's got an end. Yeah. And and so probably, you know, trying to fast, I think I would have to set kind of boundaries earlier on, but like to go right, this is something that I'm going to fast for this amount of time yeah that's quite practically helpful for me i think
1: yeah and the bible gives us loads of different examples it's not one size fits all mm. you know you've got partial fasts during the day you've got uh fasting certain types of food so you know the daniel fast of just vegetables oh, yeah and just cutting out meat and other stuff it's like okay so that's one uh daniel himself had 10 days you have 21 days you have seven days you have 40 days you know, I was saying on Sunday, you know, the only one that I wouldn't suggest taking up is the Moses one where he didn't eat and or drink, <laughs> which is a supernatural <laughs> yeah, fast yeah. Uh, for 40 days. And so it's like a night and it's like, well, don't do that one. Mm. Uh, the only other full fast of that is the book of Esther, chapter four, where it's uh, facing complete genocide. Uh, Esther mm. asks the um, uh, Jewish people to fast for three days, Yeah. yeah. Uh, both food and uh, water. Mm. But generally it's only food. I know you know you can fast anything, don't yeah, you know Don't you yeah. me wrong, but don't you know food you know does bring you does sense your mind because mm. you realize the time you spend on cooking yeah if you, and the time you spend on getting food and the time you think about thinking about what you're going to yeah, have yeah, totally. so an amazing amount of time gets redeemed
0: yeah we we um did what well, Emily did a little fast. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, on a Sunday, and normally we get home from church and it's like, right, what are we going to eat? And that like, because we we get home at like one half one, and um and then that will be most of the afternoon before going back to church yeah. again. Because we got home and I was like, I'll make myself a sandwich then, <laughs> <laughs> and that that was it. And it felt like the afternoon stretched on into yeah. like.
1: So yeah. you redeem that time, but you're off to do our food. Because the um, the great thing about Lent is it doesn't include the Sundays or the Sabbaths. So every yeah, day. Yeah, I you was ju- t- t- telling Emily about this. She didn't believe me. No, <laughs> she no forty days doesn't count. You know, yeah, when yeah. you do the, the maths, yeah. it doesn't include. So. Uh, she probably fasting on the the one day you don't need to fast on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's got like the reverse tithing way. She's on the reverse time. <laughs> yeah. I actually pig out for like six, <laughs> six days, days a week, yeah, <laughs> and I just and I just stop on that one day. So she's got the you know the, the fasting diet, isn't it? The like, yeah. five to yeah, two, yeah. is it? Yeah. So yeah, so no, it's, it's just loads of different ways. To, yeah, to fast, and I think there's so, uh, Jesus tells you to go and you know don't tell anyone you're fasting and go away. Yeah, but yeah. there's also times to do it as a congregation. Which we did it last year in February, uh, purposely step forward, and we do in the Anglican Church in Lent. It's like, and and so yeah, I think it's both congregationally, so Mm. do that, and both nationally. You know, really interesting. I nearly used this example because I listened to a few preachers and uh, did a bit of Bible reading, did a bit of study to prepare for Sunday, and one of the things that stories that kept on coming up was the day of prayer that King George the Sixth. instigated on I think May the 26th I think it was in 1940 with Dunkirk yeah yeah. and uh, um, they you know they spoke about how that was intensified through prayer and fasting nowhere and I've listened to his address I went to the archives this how much it takes you on a rabbit hole uh, and everywhere else I can't see where it said prayer and fast I could hear prayer, and the only thing I nearly brought it in and preached about it and said, "Well, they were fasting because they were under rationing." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe God, you know, that was rationing. But yeah. you know, a lot of American pastors saying, "Oh, the miracles of Dunkirk resulted in prayer and fasting," and maybe they did. But I, d- I couldn't find it. No, <laughs> I yeah. couldn't, with integrity, go. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's amazing how those national days of prayer, because I, w- I then was going to send you through slides to show the queuing outside Westminster Abbey. Mm-hmm. They were just going round and round and round. You yeah, know, right. it's like wow, that's something that's going on there. Yeah, yeah. And so I uh, do, you know, I'd. I was wondering. I didn't have time, but I, I think it stretched the point to say they were praying and fasting. But I think the, we were under. Uh, rationing, and there was something about distilling the mind.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Is that the story that ties in with St. John's? With that yeah, that's we
1: got. There's a screenplay we might as well say now, and just there's a producer in America who flew over here two and a half years ago, maybe because we're near Gatwick Airport. But uh, he flew over here, he's getting funding, and he still w- once in a while emails me. But he's written a screenplay centered around St. John's. Yeah. Uh, it sounds bizarre, doesn't it, but this yeah. is <laughs> so. The, the story is uh, that the uh, screenplay is that. There's a gentleman who was a survivor who was traumatised out of the First World War and he's an alcoholic and he's drinking and he's just and his wife is a devout uh, Christian who comes to St John's and is praying mm. and his son is part of the British Expeditionary Force stuck in France in 1940 and is making his way to uh, Dunkirk in order to escape and the nation is called to prayer and basically he staggers out of a pub in the evening and finds himself on his knees before God and is transformed. Wow! Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, You were saying earlier about um, whether the kind of the Jewish religion has kind of fasting built into it. Yeah, the Yom Kippur. Yeah, and like kind of what kind of how what their patterns of fasting look like. Because I know from talking to Emily a little bit that they kind of got to a place where they were fasting not necessarily out of drawing closer to god but
1: out of the isaiah 58 passage of you know you, you know you, you uh, this this fast you know god you're never going to fool god so if you're going to do the fast yeah, uh, yeah. uh lose weight then great that's good for your health mm. but, you know and definitely you know you can make that spiritual in some way but it's not the intensification of our prayers or standing in solidarity with the poor or yeah. Uh, and it might help break addiction. So I, uh, you know, mm. don't know where Phil's g- the last talk on Mother's Day. So dude, oh, yeah. we're still in Lent, but yeah. uh, we're gonna have a Mother's Day proper at the beginning. But um, they in the notices and what have you. But we will speak, be speaking about how we break things mm. uh, in that. But um, yeah, uh, d- the Jewish people got to a place where they kind of abused it, and it was like a formulaic thing. One plus one means God. You need to come and. You know, yeah. bless me. Also, it's a bit like in okay, our giving. Right, I've given 10%. Now, God, you need to really sort out my finances. Yeah, and it doesn't work like that because no. God won't be mocked. And so, the people, uh, the um, people of Israel, got to a point in Isaiah 58 where the prophet Isaiah calls them out mm. and just says, "Right, this isn't quite. You know, this is you know, that fasting for the reals." As he's hearing from the word of God and he's sent out, and they, yeah, they they realise that they're not doing it correctly. And uh, uh, but in built in their actual rhythms is the, the, the Yom Kippur. Mm. Um, I sort of didn't, you know, I grew up, I didn't know what Yom Kippur was, and I started doing history. And there's actually when there was uh, in the 70s when there was real trouble when the, the, the state it might in been the 60s and 70s when the state of Israel was fully reinstated after the Second World War. Do you know yeah. the history of Israel? Legally. Yeah, so basically. Uh, this is, you know, the injustices sometimes, and very political, and I, you know, don't want to get involved in that. But uh, the Jewish people didn't have a homeland, yeah. And after the the the, the recognition of the trauma of the Second World War, uh, there's a thing called the Balfour Declaration, which I think is 1909. This is my A-level okay. A-level history coming back now, uh, where Balfour Declaration said that the Jewish people should have their home uh, again, and on the back of that. They decided, you know, that they would. Uh, I think the British Empire was in charge of Palestine at the time, the Palestine Mandate, mandate, and moved uh, the Jewish people that wanted to move there back into Palestine, yeah. causing obviously, you know, the wake of mm. un, you know, making Palestinians who'd lived there uh, for centuries yeah, yeah. homeless. And so, yeah, very, you know, strange times. We still live in that time, but the yom kippur war was uh there was real tensions with the arab states and one of them being i think egypt i think it was egypt or it might have been syria uh but they or one of them so this is where i'm now coming out of stuck. <laughs> but they attacked during the the, the feast of atonement okay. which caught the whole of the jewish nation of god sure yeah and so but yom kippur is a day of atonement at, mm. w- at one moment so We talk about atonement in relation to the cross of Jesus. And so how did Jesus make us at one with God? Mm -hmm. And so that's that day dedicated of getting back into a right relationship with God. We've had Jesus come, which means we don't have to recognise that day of atonement in one way. Mm. But what we do need to do is have a language and have a spirituality that deals with the weightiness of our sin so we don't dismiss it. Mm if you've ever tried to dismiss sin quickly without really knowing its weightiness and the cost that it's cost Jesus and the free gift of grace, I don't think you get rid of it as easy. You know, know, yes, we can forget little sins, but actually when we sit with some of the big stuff that we've gone through, I think there's something symbolic about getting rid of sin. There's something uh, bodily. There's something spiritual. There's something, uh, uh, yeah, just much bigger that, we, I think, in the current day day and age, where it's instantaneous, it doesn't cause us any pain. We're always looking to avoid anything that causes inconvenience. Mm. I think we we haven't got a language of getting rid of our sin and shame.
0: Yeah, yeah. When we are talking about lament, we we don't have a language for it, and we don't have a a practice yeah. for it particularly. And fasting, yeah, that atonement that at one is really helpful for me actually in the in terms of what fasting could look like in terms of you know becoming closer to God doing something physical and having that time where you you are hungry and you are kind of aware of it and you can sit and yeah I guess reflect on your sin and and what then that means because of living in the unveiled reality of um Christ and what he did for us
1: yeah totally you know I I think when you look at the Old Testament you see all the prophets they're called you know that You know that's why I started with repentance. The you know the metanoia, the naham, of the Hebrew uh, language to say, you know, you need to repent. And I just love the way that's the same word for God, but it's relent for Him. So both of us are turning, and you know, God is not, you know, is always behind you, what have you. But there's something, and I, you know, theologically, that take a whole number of podcasts of how you (laughs) change. Uh, god's mind but there's something that happens you know that story in jonah that i was saying with for 3 days he goes through the town tending to repent or and thought you know mm. and uh, and yet at that stage god went they've pre- they've got it they you know they're not, they've got it and i've changed my mind so yeah, yeah. i think the uh, you know i think i think i love the repentance stuff i think that's why i spoke about uh, grief you know offering grief in a, and in a national crisis yeah. i think lamenting you know we, you know when someone asked me i think when we were talking about grief the other day and i didn't say this and it's only through doing uh reading of fasting how do you how do you grieve you know do you sit there and go oh, i'm gonna make myself really really sad <laughs> you know uh you know i don't really need to grieve now it's like actually i think um praying and fasting together is a is god goes his here's, here's how you do it mm. this is how you you know you grieve, you know. You hear about David, really, you know, praying, fasting for his son, and it's like. Um, but in Nehemiah, you know, the, you know, the you know, he's the you know, the cupbearer, up in a different way. You know, when he hears the news, you know, of, of people, the news that's come back, he prays and fasts and laments. We don't say how long he does, but he hangs out long enough in a sad place without food mm. to really take its full effect on him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, you know. It feels like, you know, when I pray and fast and I'm not, you know, I'm on the journey with everyone else, it does make you alive. It does make you alive about your whole being and body mm. and awareness. And every time you're hungry, you go, ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. it's, I don't know, it does concentrate the mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Definitely. I feel, I guess like um in, in the day to day we can live quite a lot almost in our heads. Yeah. And um, and it kind of connects you to the rest of your body by like that kind of feeling of hunger. And and by doing that it slows you down. Yeah. That kind of yeah. That kind of realization. And it's quite you know, we were talking when we talked the other day about patterns, about having patterns which are mind, yeah. which kind of intellectual body, like health yeah. and fast, I guess. And soul or spirit or yeah. um spiritual. Um, and I guess fasting probably is a bit of all, all yeah.
1: three. Yeah, all three. Yeah, no, th- I think definitely the body talk, the stuff that Scott McKnight talks yeah. about. Actually, you know, y- you know, we were talking, we were talking about actually the need for exercise. Exercise is a godly thing mm. because you know, but then it does it when it becomes your god. That's the yeah. flipping point yeah. when suddenly you know you're not coming to church on Sunday because actually you've got training to do. It's like I think you yeah. may have tipped over to a different place, mm. but. um yeah I think you know I think it's like you know when you as a worship leader, James you'd think about how people really engage in worship, and we were talking about we were talking in the way of Jesus last night actually about how so much scripture read uh memorization was done actually in the old hymns, Yeah. and it's probably we're not quite we' kind of lost that art form, maybe
0: mm, yeah, yeah, it's certainly a um you know, remembering lyrics to songs is something that I can just do, I guess, through practice. And so then scripture memorization comes a little bit easier, I guess, to me. Um, But yeah, totally, I can see how that's kind of linked.
1: One of the things I do on a Sunday morning, and uh, this bit of a dispute, Martin girl, it clearly says in the New Testament not to do this, but it's one of the sort of practices probably of the Catholic Church uh, in one way, but um, is I don't eat until I that taking the Eucharist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is what, you know, was taught me in my curacy. And it does center you on Jesus until that point. Mm. You know, don't have a cup of coffee, don't have anything until you've uh, celebrated the Eucharist mm. uh, as a priest. And so, um, I think that prepares me really well. Uh, I think it comes from the, you know, it comes from that of the reason of prayer and fasting together, it yeah, doesn't come. You yeah. know, there's a there's a uh, New Testament uh, about you know make sure you eat before you come to the Eucharist, so you don't be greedy around it. Yeah. But I think that's evening meals that's opening up. I think mm-hmm. the morning Eucharist is, you know, you pray and fast to do that. So, uh, yeah. So just to say to the other clergy, don't eat in the vestry before <laughs> the before the thing, and don't yeah don't come in eating. Yeah. Because uh, you don't know different people's spirituality. Yeah. So it's just yeah. being sensitive to it. Yeah, that'll be a one to one this week. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just really excited about Emily preaching this Sunday yeah. about how we uh, pray and fast to be uh, connected to the uh, those that are in need. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I do think that's anyway. I think praying fast. You know, we've been doing a bit of mourning with some with a couple this week. They've had a horrendous week, but I think yeah, your body shuts down and actually centres on it. And so I think i'm really excited to hear it i'm really excited to explore it and i think it's we are it feels like for me right now where god's given us the key to something not a hidden yeah, message yeah. but something that's been right in front of our eyes and in our busyness of modern life and our desire not to have any pain and not to anything he's going i've given you all the tools all the language mm. and all the help and i've and you're walking with the Holy Spirit, the very person of the Holy Spirit with its power and majesty to walk through that and change a thing. And he's saying, it's all here. Yeah. And I think we're only stopping in COVID and saying, oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm. So, uh, you know, like the rest of the church, really excited to take on, you know, re-look at my scripture writing because we did the way of Jesus last yep. night. Uh, uh, looking at my prayer life and looking at my fasting, look at my Sabbath. A oh boy, am I looking forward to Sabbath.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fast on a Friday, so the Saturday yeah, is really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah great. And, and as we se- have, we've said many times before, but this is all, this is training, isn't it? So don't jump no. into a 40-day fast. No.
1: because um, yeah, you'll never do it. No. And when you fall down, you think you let God down, and you're not. What you're trying to do is just do it at your speed. Yeah. And not let God down, because he's got a reputation that will handle it. Mm. All you're doing is you're just desperate and hungry for him. So reiterate my request. If you're hungry for God, send me an email in just to say you're hungry. Great. Well, there you go. Um, I hope you
0: all have a good week, everybody. And we will see you on Sunday, either online or in person. (laughs)